I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Okay, Josh, apparently America is having a problem with uh, how fast and loose we're playing it with our grains. We're playing it fast and loose we're with the grains? We're playing it fast and loose with our grains. We export a lot of corn and soybeans and stuff like that. But like McDonald's quality, your regular big agriculture, big farm stuff. When it comes to the good, good stuff, apparently other countries are beating us in, in that situation. And American organic grain farmers are pissed about it. You know, if you're if you're going out and buying your organic grain bowl wherever. Or if you want your soy latte, you know, the if, soy milk. Yeah. So if you're if you're buying those and you're you're maybe you're happy with the deal you're getting. But there, there's a couple of catches. One is a lot of people who you know, really pretentiously care about eating organic. It's, you know, I'm supporting local farmers and I'm being sustainable. And, you know, in fact, often uh, organic grain is imported from far away, farther away than where conventionally produced grain would be. And then the the U.S. growers of organic grains who are upset about all this low-priced foreign competition, they claim that foreign producers are not living up to the same organic standards as domestic producers. Now, the the question is, you know, this is something you often hear from domestic producers of all sorts of things, trying to argue against foreign competition. And sometimes it's true and sometimes it's bullshit. But that makes a certain amount of sense, right? Because the reason that America is so good at grain production is that it basically doesn't take any labor to produce grain. You send machines out there. (laughs) You send machines out there and they do the work that on an organic farm a human being would be doing. These organic grains require more human labor because you're not using um, GMOs, pesticides, etc. to keep nasty things off these crops. So human beings actually have to do more work in terms of farming this. And that is why countries like Turkey, they have a lower labor cost. They're able to send these organic grains into the United States at a cheaper price. And so the organic grain farmers here are crying foul because it lowers the price overall and these foreign products are more competitive. Well, that sounds fine to me. I mean, we just talked a few weeks ago about avocados and how great it is that we can buy cheaper Mexican avocados in the U.S. And that's allowed us to have cheap guacamole all year. Why shouldn't we want be like, yay, cheaper organic grain from Turkey instead of having to pay more to have it made in the U.S. That's one argument here. The other argument is the Donald Trump America first argument. That is to say, we need to protect our industries. We need to protect our farmers. Again, it's like the avocados, where for decades we didn't allow Mexican avocados into the U.S. And the reasoning was, oh, there are there are pests in the Mexican avocado fields. And if we import the avocados, the pests will come into the U.S. and they'll be in our fields. And the, the thing about arguments like this is that you can raise them and object to free trade without officially objecting to free trade. You're saying, well, I'd be happy to have the avocado imports, but there's this logistical problem. And if we can fix the logistical problem, then you can bring them in. And you can go for decades and decades without actually ever saying that the problem is fixed. So I guess my question would be, are, are they right that these other farms aren't up to the same organic standards as the U.S. farms? Or is this just a pretext that the American organic farmers raise because they would like to have price protection against their more price competitive foreign competitors? That is something that remains unsettled. This is the kind of big idea that we're looking at now in a globalized world and that's being questioned. It's Do we focus on what we're good at? Or do we, as the Trump administration would say, diversify even into what we're not good at so that we can be completely and totally self-sufficient? Which is to say, you know, they want to bring 
different supply chains for the auto industry, for example, in Mexico back into the United States so that our our auto industry is completely self-sufficient and we don't depend on any other countries. But the reason why those factories are down in Mexico is because the labor is so much cheaper and actually makes the cost of the overall good cheaper. I I think the argument for protection here is much weaker on the grain growing than it is on the cars. I mean, the the theory around manufacturing and, and why you might want trade restrictions on it is that, yes, we can admit that trade produces cheaper products. Um, however, over decades of trading, especially with middle-income countries like Mexico and China, um, we've seen a shift away from the power of American workers. They're having to compete with those workers in Mexico and China who will accept lower wages. And so that's been great for American consumers, but it's been really bad for certain groups of American workers, especially sort of moderately skilled men, the sort of people who used to be able to take a high school diploma and get a factory job that paid a good middle-class existence. Buy a house, right. start a family. And that, two cars. That's garage. gotten a lot. That's gotten a lot harder. But with grain, like I don't. Do we really want to create a whole bunch of new field worker jobs for organic grain? Even if they were here in the U.S., they wouldn't pay that well. They wouldn't be near major urban centers. This is a boondoggle, right. is what you're saying. And yeah, well, and, and also like the the places where you would do this growing, the Great Plains states tend to be states that have very low unemployment right now. The question too here that is brought up is. How do we want to direct our economy? Like, where do we want America's future jobs to be? They're not in organic soy farms. You know, we need more nurse practitioners. We need more people who can read x-rays. Those kinds of things are, like, not necessarily incredibly high-skilled, but not low-skilled either. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 